in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. everyone. I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today's episode is going to be all about the energy of our physical space and how it creates obstacles to getting unstuck. And my guest today is Jillian Rothschild-Scholar. She is the owner of Feng Shui in Motion, and she helps ambitious people who are feeling like there's something a bit off in their life and want to move forward with greater clarity, confidence, and ease. She's a classically trained Feng Shui expert, and her foundational training is in the ancient wisdom of the over 400-year-old Wu Cheng Feng Shui Mastery Lineage. And she's been working in a private Feng Shui consultancy since 2010. She uses the wisdom of ancient time-tested methods, systems, and applications while offering practical solutions for modern lifestyles. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you today. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to hear about all of these things because it's been so long since we first spoke. And I know there was, I learned so much just from our first conversation before, and I can't wait for you to share with everyone. Yes. So um, do you want to start telling us a little bit about yourself and what led you into the world of feng shui? Sure. I was, I was actually a little bit of an, an unusual kid. I don't consider myself as to be normal, quote unquote. I was always interested in anything kind of alternative. And my earliest memory of being interested in things that are different were when my dad would get the newspaper and he would want the crossword puzzle and I wanted the horoscope section and we would fight over it because it was on the same page. And that was sort of my <laughs> first clue that I was, <laughs> was interested in things that were unusual, if you will. And I grew up in Ohio, right? So it was sort of hard to come by in that area at that time. And as I started to explore my own life and the things that I wanted to know about myself, I found myself interested in different types of astrology. So I found Chinese astrology, which led me to feng shui and I just kind of started reading every book that I could get my hands on and exploring it as a concept. I started doing some training and I just found it to be fascinating. And I spent a year and a half doing private mentoring with my master teacher. And that's all while I'm working a day job. <laughs> so I'm tr building all of this on the side and working a day job. And then everything just sort of came to a point where 
I was really unhappy at that day job, said day job. <laughs> Although I worked, re- I was like in golden handcuffs. I made a ton of money. I had applied feng shui to my own life. I had been practicing on the side and I knew I was going to stay because I made a ton of money, but the universe had other plans. And so um, we had, there was a massive layoff and I had been planning for it. I sort of knew it was coming. I could see it coming down the pipeline. And the day that we all got laid off, I was like, it's my day to go do this full time. Yay. Cause I was really, really prepared. I, I had experienced feng shui for myself. I could see what was going on in my own Chinese astrology chart. And so I knew the timing was right. And I just I haven't looked back. I've been doing this full time since. Wow. So that layoff where some would have been crushed, you were like smiling. <laughs> yeah, literally people are sobbing because they're losing their livelihood. And, you know, legitimately, right? They're really, really upset. But I knew, I, I knew that at the pay level that I was at, they couldn't keep me for a really long time. It's just unfortunate that there had to be hundreds and hundreds of people that got laid off in order for me to get the kick to go out and do my own thing. But that's okay. Sure. And it sounds like you have been preparing. For I was preparing. While. I could see it coming down the pipeline. So yeah, I was ready. So that's how I got started in feng shui. And then that was before the pandemic and then the, the lockdown happened. And so then like everybody else, I had to pivot my business a little bit. But actually, a lot of what I was doing in feng shui was happening remotely anyway. And so my business grew <laughs> actually during during wow. lockdown. And so I haven't really looked back. Wow. So explain to us a little bit about feng shui, because I think when you hear feng shui, it's like saying, oh, I do yoga, but there's a million different types of yoga you can do. Or you say you do meditation, but there's 50,000 different ways of doing it. So tell us specifically about your way and your practice that you're trained in. So to me, feng shui is a support system for our lives. When our lives have support through our physical environment, then it's just easier to achieve the things that we want in life, like good health, good relationships, financial abundance a greater sense of wellness, a greater sense of peace in our lives. Everybody has something that they're sort of aiming for. My lineage is what's known as the Wu Chong mastery lineage and it's classical feng shui. So we're using the land itself and the orientation of the property and the land to identify how the chi is coming into the property and how the occupants are interacting with that chi. I am not the person that you call to decide what color to have your drapes or the rug that you want on the floor, or what kind of flooring to put down, or like that's just what color walls to paint. Those are really more aesthetics, and I work with energetics. So I help people get into good energetic alignment with supportive, nurturing energy in their space. The more that you can tap into supportive, nurturing energy in the space, the easier things are. You just sort of start to feel like instead of rowing against the current of the stream, you're in the slipstream and you can go with the current, and things just get easier. Don't get me wrong. There are going to be times in life when there are challenges and those are meant for us to grow. But when you have good feng shui and you're experiencing that, the resources become available. It becomes easier to solve problems. Things don't seem quite so catastrophic. And when you're in an environment that isn't supportive, usually there are four things that show up from a feng shui perspective. One is things just don't go smoothly. Everything has a little mishap. It's a little incident. Things you just sort of feel like you can't Like there's like little niggly things all the time that sort of come up. The second is the relationships are just not good, whether it's a business relationship or interpersonal relationship, a romantic relationship, things just go awry. You may feel like you never really connect with people and there could be legal things going on if it escalates. The third is could be a combination of health and wealth. It could end up being that you have a health issue, like a significant health issue that you can't seem to get clarity on. 
no one can give you a proper diagnosis. You can't get the proper resources. The doctors can't tell you what's going on. And then it sort of goes on and on and on. Then the last one is a total disaster of your life. There's divorce, there's bankruptcy, there's illness. There, it just sort of feels like an avalanche of everything happening at once. And those are usually the four categories we put obstacles into. And so it could be that if you feel like that's happening with any kind of repetition, I don't mean like a one-off experience. I mean like it's been going on for a while. It could absolutely be that there's something in your home that is causing you to not be able to access all the good stuff on the other side of that. Yeah. And I don't think we often think of the stuff in our homes as having its own energy, you know? Right. So in classical feng shui, my teacher always said, everybody always wants the whole enchilada, but sometimes all you get are the nachos. And the reason for that is because we aren't building our own homes from scratch and putting the house in the right place on the hill where the river is. Feng shui in Chinese translates to wind water. And the ancient poem translates something to something like this. It goes, qi rides down the mountain on the wind and it stops at the boundary of water. So wind wind and how qi flows and water become of utmost importance, meaning how the qi accesses your home and how you can interact with it. The challenge is that we just buy houses here in America. <laughs> we, we just buy houses because it's on the street and it's for sale and we, you know, we want to move and we don't really start to consider, is this house going to be supportive for me based on the orientation that it is on the land? There's a whole other long list of things that we also don't consider, but we just walk in and we go, oh, this feels great. Oh, I like the layout. Oh, this is lovely. And then we get in and six months later, our lives start to fall apart. We don't know why. And it could absolutely be that the house energetics are not supportive to you. The modern world bombards our brains with an overwhelming amount of inputs and stressors. Our brains are struggling to adapt. A lack of brain balance means many of us are anxious, looking for energy in the wrong places, and struggling to get a good night's sleep. The solution is BrainTap. BrainTap combines a variety of proven methods that restore balance to your brain for optimal performance of mind and body. This technology communicates directly with your brain so you don't have to do anything. Simply sit back, relax, and push play. Central to BrainTap technology is the concept of brainwave entrainment. The brain will naturally synchronize with external rhythms. And several modalities are used to accomplish this, including binaural beats, isochronic tones, guided visualization, 10-cycle holographic music, and with the BrainTap headset, you'll have the added benefit of light frequencies. The overall benefits of BrainTap include improved clarity, improved quality of sleep, and more energy. Start your brain fitness journey today with a 14-day free trial. Click on the link in the show notes. So like, how will we even start, you know, becoming- That's a good question. So the first thing to do is to figure out what's not working. (laughs) You do have to sort of take a step back and go, what's happening? Is this a one-off situation where this is sort of an unusual occurrence or is this something that happens repeatedly? Then Then you go, oh, well, May, at some point, sometimes people go, oh, well, maybe it's the house. Without even knowing about feng shui, sometimes people go, maybe I got a bad luck house. Like maybe my house is haunted or <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just in a weird place. Like, And that absolutely could all be true. You could be living on a house with the ground underneath it, have experiencing something called geopathic stress where the ground is actually unstable, literally unstable. Could be that the chi itself in orientation to the road or the water or the land is unfavorable to you. So once you identify that you think that, oh, maybe it's the house, then the thing to do is 
first of all, it's good to call a professional <laughs> because there are so many factors and feng shui is a big topic. We can't possibly cover everything um, in one conversation. It's good to call a professional and know sort of what your limitations are. If you want to make some adjustments on your own, I can suggest a system called the eight mansion system. It's a classic little system and it's quite easy to implement actually, if you have the guts to do it, if you will. It basically says that based on the year that you're born, every and there's a calculation that goes into this, based on the year that you're born, everyone is broken up into two different what are called life groups. And each of these life groups indicates your quote, good directions and quote, bad directions. Now I say quote, because there's no direction is forever good or bad. It just has different qualities to it. But the idea is that if you know what your quote, good directions are, you can start using them more often. And this is why I said everyone always wants the whole enchilada, but sometimes you, all you get are the nachos. And if you buy a house, then your nachos are like your door. Your could be your front door, could be your main door, like your interior garage door if you have like a, a garage that's attached. Because a lot of times we just park our cars and we go in the interior garage door. Could be a stove, could be your bedroom, could be your office if you work from home and the direction that you're facing while you're working. Could also be a water feature like a pool or a spa or a pond if you have a piece of land. And then using those good directions to identify where to place these feature, these nachos, if you will, and start using them more effectively. That's, and that's really how it works. It's a, a system that is quite easy. It's sort of non, not sort of, it's basically non-negotiable in my practice. It's one of the foundational things that I do with my clients. And it's something that you could look at. You could identify, hmm, which door in my house is in a favorable direction? So if you are an East Life Group person and you have a door that is facing north, that's terrific because that's a beneficial direction for you and it's it's a good door to use. If you're a West Life Group person and your door faces east, that's not so favorable because that's the opposite direction. You want to be using directions that are more favorable for you. You might not have choices. You might be thinking, well, like I'm in an apartment. I only get one door. Okay, then you only get one door. So let's focus on another nacho. Let's look to see about your bed. If you're a Westlife group person and your bed is on a wall that is to the southwest so that you're sleeping with your head to the southwest, that's terrific. That's great for a Westlife group person. But if you're a Westlife group person and your bed is to the east, maybe you should consider turning your bed around. Because what happens is we get into properties and we look like the architectural intent goes, oh, the bed goes over here. And people think, oh, that's where my bed goes. They don't start to think like, oh, well, maybe this is not so favorable for me. And because we can't, people don't really have a lot of imagination. They can't imagine having their bed on a different wall. Or they get trumped by or stumped by, oh, well, I heard on the internet that you're not supposed to put your bed under a window or under a beam and I can't, then that's going to be bad. And I don't, I don't agree with any of that. So I think there are some, some myths out there that could be debunked. And so I really encourage people to grab a hold of the system, take a look at it and see what they can implement for themselves. So like where would people find more information about the system? You mentioned, you know, the East Life Group, West Life Group. I'm like, oh my God, these are all foreign concepts to me. <laughs> yes. So actually I have a toolkit on my website. So uh, the website is fsinmotion.com. And on the website, there's a whole tab that says free stuff. And in the free stuff section, there's something called the Eight Mansions Toolkit. And you can just download the toolkit and you get a lovely PDF and it explains what the system is. There's a chart that does all the calculations for you. So all you have to do is go, I'm a woman born in 1980 and it gives you a number and it tells you what group you're in. And then you get to identify your directions. And it tells you how to use it. And so you can implement that system yourself and it's free. Wow. That's wonderful. 
And for people that, you know, need more than the toolkit, like they need some handholding, tell us about yeah, the work yeah. that you do to help. So I, do, I have a, a long list of services. I, of course, I do residential and business feng shui. I also will look at when I'm doing a comprehensive service for clients it, with feng shui, I will also look at someone's uh, Chinese astrology chart. Chinese astrology chart is amazing because we, in our mind, we think, oh, I'm a Leo or I'm a Capricorn or my moon is in Sagittarius. And that actually, in my experience, has not been super helpful. <laughs> I haven't found Western astrology to be so personalized and meaningful to me. And what I found was that Chinese astrology was fascinatingly accurate. It told me things about my life. It helped me understand myself as a person. And it gave me some insights about the right timing to do particular things in life, like make a job change or get married or travel or address relationship issues, if there are any relationship issues happening in my life. And it gave me a greater sense of who I am based on this system and how to market myself and how to tell my boss what my skill set is, what my talents are so that I could be put to good use and then I could be effective and everybody wins. So I'll take a look at a Chinese astrology chart as part of a residential consultation. Of course, I will read Chinese astrology separately if someone has a question on their heart or their mind or they're sort of concerned about something in their life, we can certainly do a reading separately. And I also offer services for new home design. So if you're thinking, oh, I'd just really like to build my own house and I have a dream home that I want to build, that's the time to bring in classical feng shui because it can help you understand all of these nachos can be placed properly from the get-go, where to put the kitchen, where to put the master bedroom, where to have your front door. If you're going to install a water feature like a pool, I live in Arizona where like every third person has a pool, where to put the pool. And so those things can start turning into wealth generators and health generators and supportive systems from the get-go. So new home design is really quite fun. It's fun for me and it's very satisfying for the client. I also do offer divination services. So sometimes beyond Chinese astrology or feng shui, we just need to use divination, like asking the oracle for insight about a particular situation. And I use a couple different systems. My favorite system is a system called Qimendunjia. Qimendunjia is, it's really amazing. It's so fascinating. It's based on Sun Tzu's art of war. And so it's really quite useful to identify what's happening behind the scenes in a situation. So what's happening that you cannot see. So actually Qimendunjia stands for the hidden doors hiding the jaw or the leader, which is what happens when you're in war. You want to hide your commander. You want to hide your general so that they're not attacked because then the war is over. And when you know what's happening behind the scenes, you can start to navigate, strategically navigate a situation, whether it's a health issue or a job issue or a relationship issue, whatever it is that you have going on, where to look to buy a house, like when should I move? It can, get, it can give you quite a bit of information. Who's the most supportive person in the situation? What's the right doctor to choose? Yeah. So all of that can be helpful. And so sometimes when when you're really stuck, those those resources can be beneficial. And so sometimes I put them all together. I think that these resources are here to be utilized and they should be customized. So almost every single client has a customized experience. It's like a couture experience because what you need based on your energy could be very different than what somebody else needs. And as you would expect a carpenter to come to your house and build a table, they're not going to just bring a hammer. They're going to bring a hammer and nails and saw and a level, and they're going to bring all of their tools to make something that fits specifically for you. And that's how I approach feng shui and all of the resources in Chinese metaphysics. Wow. So what's the length of time you usually work with an individual? 
Well, the answer is it depends, right? It depends on the service Mm -hmm. that the client is needing. So a new home design can often take a year or more from starting to get an architectural diagram and kicking things back and forth with an architect to get things corrected and then getting a contractor and a builder. Like that can take quite a long time. Individual feng shui residential services are usually done within a couple weeks to a month. Um, Once we get started, I usually start with a discovery session so I can talk to the client and get to know them, understand what they've used, what's working, what's not working, what's happening, what we're trying to solve for, what the real issues are, and then going through the evaluation process, whether it's remote or on-site. Some things I can do remotely quite effectively, some things I cannot, depending on what the client needs. I use a special compass called a Lopan. It's a Chinese compass and it's accurate to half a degree. And so if we're trying to build in a wealth formula, like an advanced wealth formula, I can't measure that remotely. I have to do that on site. So the answer is it depends on the service. If it's a if it's a Chinese astrology reading, if it's just going through that process, usually that can be done in a few hours. Same with oracle divination. And then I also offer mentoring for professionals. There are usually a handful of up and coming young feng shui enthusiasts who get a bunch of misinformation and get stuck and want some additional support. So I offer mentoring as well. So the answer is it depends. Oh, wow. Okay. So it sounds like for someone to use your services, they have to have a degree of like awareness that something is off. And That's then, usually a good first start. The bulk of my yeah. clients are naturally intuitive. When I actually look at Chinese astrology charts, you can see somebody who has natural intuition. And some like a lot of my clients are a little psychic. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Because and they they call it sort of their natural intuition, but it's sort of their own little superpower. A lot of my clients have something on some spectrum of natural intuition. And people know when things are off. You can feel it when something isn't right. You can identify like, this is just doesn't even make sense. I've tried nine other million different things and I'm not able to solve this. And that's why sometimes people kind of look around and go, oh, maybe it's the house. Not even really understanding what they're saying when, oh, maybe it's the house, but their natural intuition kicks in. And that's usually a good time to bring in a professional because we can identify what's really going on. Wow. I don't know anyone that has any experience in feng shui. This is like foreign to me, this whole concept. It's totally foreign, right? And now you'll hear about it all the time. Like you've never heard about feng shui before and now you'll hear about it all the time. And don't get me wrong. There are some systems in feng shui, there are some approaches to feng shui that are more, what I would say, westernized, more intuitive, more decoration-based, if you will. There are interior designers who will say, oh, I do feng shui. And they legitimately might have training, but it may not be classical feng shui training. And so I think it's important for people to understand that there's not always one way. There may be multiple methods and you may have to sort of kind of like going to a doctor. You sort of go like, oh, I'll go to this doctor and see how this doctor does. And you know, maybe you're not happy with the results or the results aren't long-term enough for you. And then, oh, well, I'll try somebody else. And that's how I, I even started with Western feng shui. That was my original exposure and the way that I originally started my training. And for me, I didn't feel like there was enough depth to the training that I was getting. And I was like, there has to be more to this. And the reason is because when you look at big multinational corporations, there are companies making gazillions of dollars and they're using feng shui. And they're in big centers of the world where feng shui is really good, like Hong Kong and London. And there, which you think about like where the people who have money congregate, Monaco, right? These are places that have really good feng shui. Even in, in the United States, you can start to think like, where's our money center? Our money center is in New York. There's really good feng shui there. You, there where are the places where, where the elite will gather? Like think Aspen, right? Like, eh. 
or Miami or Los Angeles. Like there are places in the country or Houston, right? There are places in the country where the feng shui is quite good. And so for me, Western feng shui just didn't have, it just didn't make sense because there's no way that all of these big corporations are just using westernized feng shui because this is a lineage that has been going back hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and Western feng shui is relatively newer. It was really exposed to the United States in the 70s, sort of came along, this is my opinion, sort of came along with a new age movement back in the 70s. And it became okay. very consumable to the American audience because feng shui is not in our culture. And so our our knowledge and our exposure to it is very different. Yeah, I think that happens with a lot of different things that we westernize. It like has a totally different meaning, a different look, different feel. Right. Um, same thing with yoga. Truly the same thing with yoga. Exactly. Right. The Beatles were you know exactly. into the Maharishi back in the sixties and people in America were like, Oh, what is this? We, and then people got really excited about it. And that whole there's some controversy around how we in the West, if you will, got exposed to that particular culture and how we have adapted it to be more consumable and make it easier for us because it's because not how we live. And so don't get me wrong, I will say this. Feng shui is not always convenient. <laughs> it's not always so convenient to have good feng shui. If you have a room in your home that is quite negative and is causing you significant obstacles in your life, and your feng shui consultant comes in and says, don't sleep in this room, don't work in this room, this is unfavorable for you, I understand that it might not be so convenient to go to a different room or to work elsewhere or to make changes. But then you have to decide how important it is, like how much longer you're willing to be in a situation where you're uncomfortable, where you're unwell, where you're unhappy, where you're feeling in- unstable. You get to make those choices, but at least you can make an informed choice. <laughs> and I know, and believe me, I know how it is. When I first got into classical feng shui, I had to say to my husband, and we were in the middle of a legal issue at the time, like this is a long, long time ago. I had to say to him, honey, we have to stop using the stove because the stove is causing our legal issue. And he was like, what? And he's the cook in the house. And he was like, say, say what? <laughs> what did you say? And I was like, I will do all the cooking. We just need to stop using the stove the where, where it is. So then I got like a t- little two burner thing and I put the stove based with, this was with guidance with my master teacher. We moved the, the, we stopped using the range. I got a little two burner stove and a crock pot and I did all of my cooking in a different part of the kitchen. It was very inconvenient but we got the legal issue solved. It took a while to unravel it. It wasn't like overnight. It didn't happen instantaneously, but it did happen. Then we had a water leak. And this is also true. We had a water leak in our master bedroom and we had to have the whole thing remediated. And I, at that time we were sleeping in a negative position in the bedroom. And I said, honey, we need to switch the position of the bed onto the other wall because we were sleeping on what was called a weeping formation. So we had these legal issues and the water leak. And like, I'm looking at this going, this is not normal, right? And so I knew we were sleeping on this weeping formation. I said, honey, we have to move the bed. And he's like, no, it's not going to fit on the other wall. We're not going to both get to have nightstands. This isn't going to work. And of course I measured it, right? Of course it's going to fit. So once the (laughs) water leak happens, I said, please let me move the bed for 90 days. Let's just test it and see how it goes. Fine. So he let me move the bed. We changed the bed around. And yes, of course, both nightstands fit. So we each got to have a nightstand that was so important to him. And very quickly, things started to turn around. This particular system, in this case, it was using multiple systems, including eight mansions. And things changed very quickly. Like he ended up with a job that he had like been applying for and applying for. And like he f- couldn't get his foot in the door. And he finally got his foot in the door, got an interview. He did end up getting 
a different job, but it was like, he could see like, oh, all of a sudden things were changing. And I have, at the time I had a client who was a TV producer and she was like, come on TV and do a segment on feng shui. And like that had never happened before. And all of a sudden things, like those are the two things that we remember going, oh, like, oh, this happened very quickly, like within weeks of changing the bed. It's never one thing. I mean, I think changing one or two things can be impactful, but usually it's never one thing. Usually it's, oh, the stove and the bed. Oh, and the door and the, and some, you can't always change the door. That's not usually real, but let's see what we can change and see how things shift and start to notice how your life gets to improve a little bit. And all of those, those little changes with the stove and the bed. And actually we stopped using our front door. We started using our interior garage door. Those three things were really, really helpful it led me to a place where I got to install a, a wealth formula. I like actually changed the walkway at our front. I mean, it was, of course I'm experimenting because I'm in training and I'm doing this with my mattress teacher mm-hmm. and I changed the walkway and all kinds of good things happened. And then we ended up moving out of that house actually because things got better and things started changing. And, and also we were like, this is not sustainable. <laughs> we were like, okay, it's been inconvenient long enough. Let's see if we can find something that's a little bit more convenient because you do want to use your house the way that it's intended to be used. And it's, yes. so this, this is why I know it's not always convenient, but when things are dire, when you're in a legal situation, it's so emotionally and financially draining. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just will do anything to get out of it. And I get it. I totally, totally get it. Yeah, I get it. So how long did it take your husband to get on board with all these things as you were undergoing your training? Cause I can imagine you, you doing it for you is one thing, but now you're like, oh no, don't use that. <laughs> As soon as he started to get benefit, he was like, oh, there's something to this. And the benefit for him was the job thing. And then also right after we stopped using the stove and we changed the bed, I got a pretty significant pay bump. And so once it was like, cha-ching, the money came, he was like, oh, there's something to this. And so then all of a sudden he was much more accommodating to the things that were inconvenient and much more willing for me to go, I'm going to do another session with my teacher. And yeah, it, it became an investment in my education. Listen, I have a bachelor's degree, I have a graduate degree, a conventional graduate degree, but this was like going on and getting a doctorate in terms of time and money and devotion and all that it takes to really understand the classical perspective and be able to practically apply it here. In in Asia, if your feng shui master comes in and they write on a piece of paper what to do, you don't argue. <laughs> it doesn't happen in Asia. They just go, oh, yes, master, and they just do whatever they're told. Here in the United States, because there's so much misinformation and it's very widely available on social media, often my clients, and bless them for having knowledge, like just enough knowledge to be a little dangerous, will sort of go, well, that's <laughs> not what this said. And that's not what I read about XYZ. And I promise, I promise, I promise, not everything is in a book. The books are, there are some really, really good books out there. In fact, my teacher has written a number of really great books that we used as sort of like textbooks as part of our training. But the real wealth formulas, the real application, the real solutions are not all going to be in a book. And being a, and the art of feng shui is being able to know which solution to use for which problem, which tool, which resource applies in your specific situation so that it becomes tailored and meaningful to you. Wow. I love that. Real solutions are not going to be in a book. I love Because the secrets are all taught orally. They're all given by oral yes. transmission. So there are teachers that guard those secrets. And I really didn't even, in all transparency, I did a year and a half of private mentoring with my master teacher. And that was after I had done like 10 years of my own 
books and other courses and other things. And I came in with a pretty strong foundation. And so I really had to earn, I had to earn that knowledge. If that's the only way I can explain it, right? I sort of had to show my proficiency along the way to my master teacher's satisfaction, right? Not just willy-nilly, like giving the information. And I really, I I could get really emotional talking about this. I really felt so honored the day that she was like, wow, you really picked up this one, one specific aspect of it really quickly. And I said, well, I, I had studied another particular component. And so I felt like I picked this up really quickly. She's like, no, no, but it's like, you've done this before. And it sort of felt like my cellular level, if you will, was like remembering something that I had done maybe in a past life. And so like, I, cause I had picked it up so quickly and don't get me wrong. I'm not the only feng shui practitioner out there. I'm not the best, right? I, the, I do the right thing for the client that I recommend based on what I'm seeing. And it may be necessary for someone to try with one person and then go to someone else and try with somebody else and, until you sort of get a fit and you feel like there is something there that, that can work for you. Fit is really important to me because I the way I do things is very different. And I, it's important for me to work to talk with the client and make sure that we agree that there's a fit, that the way that I approach things is going to work for them, the way that I communicate. Same thing with choosing a doctor. You want to feel comfortable with that person. You're going to let that person into your life. You're going to have a pretty intimate relationship with them because you may be disclosing some very emotional, tender situations around money or relationships or things that have happened in your past to you personally that are bringing you to where you are today. And it's important that you can feel like you can trust that person to guide you through what can feel like really muddy, sticky waters. Wow. So much deeper than, you know, than the label on the surface, you know, when you hear feng shui is so much deeper than that. Thank you for sharing. At least the way I practice it, right? Don't get me wrong. If there can be beautiful spaces and your home should be your beautiful space, right? I am not the kind of person that uses trinkets and crystals and so-called lucky objects. I'm not doing that. Your home should not look like a Chinese antique store when you're doing feng shui. Your home should look like your home and it should feel good to you with the things that bring you nourishment, nurturing, and support, if you will. So the way that I decorate my home and my aesthetic is going to be very different than what someone else is going to do. And that's okay. If you want to paint your wall lime green and that brings you joy, fabulous. I care much more about what wall you're sleeping on (laughs) to make sure that you're (laughs) lined up with good energy. If lime green is what you want, that's great. There are certainly, there are things that I would encourage people not to do. I don't, I mean, I don't like lime green personally. It's not how the relaxing environment I want for my bedroom, but if you like that, that's great. It's up to you. Wow. All right. Thank you so much, Jillian, for sharing. And I can't wait to get on to the website to download that toolkit. Yeah. Let me know how you, what you think of it when you download it take a look at it, look for your year of birth, check to see which life group you're in, identify your good directions. And then what you just sort of do is go, oh, where is the sun? Or you can even use like a little compass on your smartphone. Often your smartphone will come with like a little sort of generic compass and you can go, oh, this is south or oh, this is east. Oh, the sun comes up over here. This is east. And then you can identify, oh, well, then that means the opposite wall is west. And so if I'm a West Life group person, maybe I should change the location of my bed or, oh, I'm in my office at work. I did this in a, I worked in a corporate environment for years and I used to sort of tell my boss, I'm in a cubicle. I will get to choose which cubicle you put me in so that I'm sitting in a favorable direction so that I'm productive for you. 
And he used to say, you're the only person that gets to choose your seat. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, because you want me to be productive and it works. And often my office mates would come to me and they would be like, they moved my desk and now production started to tank and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, tell them that you want to move your desk and here's the desk. (laughs) Everybody's moving. (laughs) Everybody's moving. My master lineage teacher, our grandmaster used to say, what he wanted to do is go into all the hospitals and give everybody who was in the hospital bed a good direction to sleep in so they can recover mm-hmm. faster, easier, more supportive, so they could heal in a direction that's more favorable for them. He used to say, you can change someone's fortune by giving them a good sleeping direction. Like even a homeless person, if you go to a homeless person and you identify mm-hmm. what their good directions are, will they get a million dollars? No, that's probably unlikely. That's that's different, Right. But maybe what will happen is someone will come offer them a job or someone will come to them and say, like, let me help you with a resource that get you off the streets or give them something that sort of changes their luck. Yeah. So you could look in your office if you work from home and you go, okay, what direction am I facing while I'm at my computer screen? If I'm an East Life group person and I'm facing Northwest, oh, well, maybe I should turn my desk just a tiny little bit and get North instead of Northwest. And that can make a significant difference, especially this year. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Well, thank you so much, Jillian. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode. Please subscribe to the show, write us a review, and download that toolkit. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.